brand new banger. Banger. You're jamming with the hottest disc jockey. Disc jockey. Exclusive hot new mix. Let's go. 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 Hello, Podfix Nation. It is your Podfix mixtape for May of 2020, and I'm your host, Christopher DeVos. Before we get into the mixtape, right before I started recording, got a package from Amazon, which really isn't that unusual. My wife owns her own business, so we get a lot of packages to the front door. Um, Sometimes in the garage, we got that key thing. I don't know if you heard about it, but Amazon can put the packages right inside the garage. It's awesome, especially if you're not home. Love it. Uh, Anyway, so the package... I knew it wasn't for the business because it has that sticker with the batteries on it and the one battery catching fire, which is super scary. And anything that she orders for the business, I know, would never catch on fire. So this is something not for the business. This is something for personal use. So we share an Amazon account, which works out really great, except during Christmas. But I go and look on the Amazon account... And what's in the package is a hands-free neck fan. It kind of looks like those Bluetooths that wrap around your neck. And then it's got two fans that shoot up like alien eyes to blow uh, wind in your face. Super bizarre. But we'll talk more on that. Let's get to our first mix. This one's coming from the Cretans Guild. And in this one, they talk about Rob Rickle. And Rob Rickle is an actor that you, you, you know who he is. You've seen him, but he's one of those actors. You don't know his name, but you're like, yeah, I've seen that guy. I know who he is. I just, I just don't know his name. So the Cretans uh, kind of go into a little tangent about Rob Rickle and uh, his perfect eyebrows. Let's take a listen. Uh, okay, uh, so the other question was, yeah. uh, because I, I just saw this like uh, right before I hopped on, and I kind of subconsciously registered that I saw it earlier today at work. We, so I have this running joke about the Powers Booth continuum. Yes. Um, all right, yeah. Uh, aside of that, I think one element that of it, or something like it that other people might be able to understand the concept from is when there is an actor who all of a sudden just comes from out of nowhere. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, you know how Tiffany Haddish is all over the place? We can, like, account that to... Um, I don't, uh, I don't to, know who that is. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Okay, well, go into any movie theater and look at at least three movie posters. Odds are you'll see her on one of them. Um, but you can, okay. you can always chalk that up to, like, a really aggressive uh, ad agency, or not an ad agency, but like a talent agency or something like that. She's got yeah, good yeah. managerial talent behind her. There's one guy, though, however, who just kind of came out of nowhere. And when he when he did debut, uh, he was presented and put into all of these like guest spots and stuff and cameos and movies as if we were supposed to know who the f*** he was to begin with. And then he goes away for a little while because people are like, oh, come on, we're just sick of this dude. Just please let us let us read our book for a little bit. And then he'll like just like a mole on the back of your or a zit on the back of your knee. He'll just be like, here I am again. I don't know who Rob Riggle's representation is. 
So you saw the commercials for Holy Moly as well, huh? I saw Holy Moly today, and I'm like, <laughs> that's not Rob f***ing Riggle again, is it? <laughs> it's totally Rob Riggle. <laughs> and, then, and then I went home, and I was like, man, I'm, so, I, I'm, I'm apparently just so over Rob Riggle's haunting presence <laughs> That's that's occasionally inattentive, and yet when it doesn't need to be, so right there in front of you, and it's sporadic. He's like he's like Brigadoon. He goes away. <laughs> he goes away. Like you know that he you know where he is at any one given time, and you'll look over where he's supposed to be. You'll be oh f- he finally left. Good. And then you'll just be like on that shore one day, thinking to yourself, man, remember back in the day when there was like a big ass ugly island somewhere out in the bay, like right over that direction, and then somebody walks by you and goes. Oh, look, there's a big-ass ugly island over in that direction over there. And you turn around, it's like, Rob Riggle! <laughs> so we we used to see... He used to be on At Midnight all the time, right? Like Yeah, he, would, he was... That was so, one of his regular gigs. So that was, like, the last time I had seen him. Like, he had just... You know, At yeah. Midnight ended, and he just floated out of my consciousness for a little while. And uh, as I, I mentioned last episode, Meredith and I were rewatching Chuck. Uh-huh. And he's, <laughs> he's in there. And I'm sitting there, I was like, who is this dude? doughy bearded motherfucker why does he look so familiar oh my god it's rob riggle at his low point <laughs> like he's Dude. like me overweight <laughs> and he dressed as a ninja at one point here's the thing about that was the first time i ever saw rob riggle and in the credits i, I mean we were all watching chuck because it was on netflix at one point yeah. and in the credits it was like guest starring rob riggle nice big font and i'm like who the fuck is rob riggle <laughs> 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 and then i'm watching it Okay, maybe it's somebody who's like, a, maybe it's a callback from the 80s. Like it was like a bit character from MacGyver or somebody. Sure. That's because Chuck is full of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm watching it. And it's just got, it's, here's this dude with perfect eyebrows, but everything else is completely <laughs> unnecessary about this human being. Oh, yes. And, and, and then he opens his mouth and he sounds like the whitest. He sounds like he was pounded out from God's template for white dudes. That's like, that's. <laughs> And that and that is the Rob Riggle experience right there. He just pops up every once in a while to remind everybody that yes, the fifties did exist at one point, and they left something behind. But it ha- man, it has to take a like rest every once in a while, and then before you know it, he's f- back. So uh, apropos of that, because I actually was going to bring up Holy Moly tonight, so this is perfect. <laughs> that is the craziest f- I've ever seen. And I am I am all about it. I am one hundred percent in on this stupid fucking show. Like, it doesn't take much for me. Like, I loved Wipeout. Mm-hmm. I was I was all in on fucking MXC. Well, MXC is a way of life. Well, yeah, it let's is. be fair. Uh, right, yeah. you are Ken. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> seeing this ad, I was like, and I got it. What the fuck is this? Why is this person? Oh, that dude just face planted. Why are they playing mini golf now? Why the fuck <laughs> is Rob Riggle here? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm in. This is this is the right mix of fever dream. I'm I'm perfectly I'm perfectly set for this goddamn train wreck of a show. Is is, I, Rob, is Rob Riggle where your where your mind broke? Well, if Rob Riggle showed up and I didn't recognize him at first because my yeah. mental picture of him was doughy eyebrows from Chuck. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah, and he looks good now. Like he's lost some weight. He doesn't have uh-huh. the, the awful beard. He's not forced to wear a turtleneck like he was on that episode. Yeah. And, he looks pretty good. So I was like, is it, who is that son of a bitch? Oh, God, it's Rob Riggle. Yeah, if you, like, you know who that son of a bitch is. Yeah. I pulled up a number of uh, Google images of him because the, the name wasn't coming to me. As soon as I see the, the, the photo, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that dude. He looks like a dollar store version of John Hamm. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, he is. That is exact. He is. He is minor league John Hamm. No. What if he was? What if he? Okay. If he was pounded out of uh, God's mold for white dudes. What if he was the prototype for John Hamm? But then God was like, "It's too perfect, but in the worst way possible." So now I got to fix this, and then that's where John Hamm came from. <laughs> <laughs> This is horrifying. <laughs> it's you know you know the the best episodes of At Midnight were the ones where he and Doug Benson were on at the same time and they basically oh crossed God. the streams where it's like <laughs> these these are these are two guys that are are from these are the opposite sides of the same coin yeah because because you know Rob Riggle doesn't get high and right. you know that's all Doug Benson does yeah it's, <laughs> but they are basically the same human being it was it was like water in Mike's hard lemonade. It just wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna mix all that well at all. <laughs> Disclaimer: We are not actually an anti Rob Riggle podcast. No, we I are love very, Rob Riggle. He's great. <laughs> it's just that his nature is puzzling to me. So, so if you are familiar with Rob Riggle, um, you know that his character, any character that he plays, would probably wear a hands free neck fan. Now. Going on to Amazon, get some more details on this hands-free neck fan. It's uh, it plugs into your, your your USB port. I guess that's good. It's rechargeable, so I guess you could walk around. You don't need to carry your laptop with you with the fan. That's good. It has three speeds, which are adjustable: uh, slow, medium, and tornado. I I don't know if it's tornado. I I made that part up. And it has LED light, which it says for travel, outdoor, office, home sports. Now, I never do outdoor, office, home sports personally, but I know some of your sportier people probably do. I'm more of a home person. Let's talk about our next mix. It's from one of the newest shows on the network, Always Never Write. This show... It's uh, Gina and Jill, and they they kind of target the Gen X crowd who are, you know, approaching middle age, and uh, they kind of go over topics of what's going to happen to them, to us. I'm part of that crowd. And they always have a mixed uh, drink recipe, so that's kind of cool. And in this episode, they touch on LARPing which is not something you have to get into quarantine for. It's not some sort of disease. It's uh, like a reenactment, like a, like a Civil War reenactment, but more for like Dungeons and & Dragons and, and cosplayers. So it's a little, it's a little more fun than the, the death of what the Civil War was and the tragedy of the Civil War. It's a little more lighthearted and a lot more capes are worn in this one. So... Let's take a listen to Always Never Write. <laughs> but I could take him. Who am I kidding? Maybe. Maybe you we'll do that. Take him. Especially because he doesn't have a spleen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with that. Oh, should we start with that? Okay. Yes. <laughs> John the Bleen. John the Bleen. <laughs> John the Brit is immunocompromised because he doesn't have a spleen. Let's talk about that. Little shout out to Rhett and Link. There we go. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, yeah, we. it was really funny because actually his mom um, messaged earlier this week and was like, 
are you letting him go out and do anything? Because he really needs to be isolated because he has no spleen. And we're like, you know, we thought about the fact that he's also a lifelong asthmatic because <laughs> if I'm going to go dork, I'm going whole dork. Heck yeah. Just <laughs> get all wheezy. I <laughs> But, but, you know, like the, John the Brit himself even said, you, you dating an IT guy geek is a good thing because they played a lot of games in their lives, meaning they know how to use their hands. So And they did nothing but think about what they would do when they got a real girl. That's right. So it's been a very happy marriage. Um, but, <laughs> so, yeah, so he's a lifelong asthmatic with no spleen. And he hadn't even thought about the spleen thing until his mom said it. And he goes, my mother, who's in her 70s and is technically in a high-risk group herself, is more worried about her 52-year-old son. And I'm like, well... Because you're the spleenless wonder, baby. But yes, let's. I have explicit permission from John the Brit to explain exactly how he lost his spleen. So we'll start on a high note. I would make you explain it even if you didn't have permission because it's completely awesome. I know. So picture it. It's 1985. Sicily, 1985. <laughs> Caves, uh, cave system in England, 1985. You're a LARPer. Uh, <laughs> right there that probably says enough just you're a larper the end <laughs> and for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with what larping is live action role play you should so, just look it up on the internet and it'll just show a big old picture of john the brit and then you'll know with a scar where his spleen used to be yeah. um but no if you've ever seen the movie uh what was the movie with paul rudd um and like sean william scott where role models Oh. They had they had the whole LARPing thing in there. So that's LARPing. Um, anyway, so he was LARPing and he just splurged. Um, like I, I want to say it was over 100 pounds or something in 1980s money on a pair of suede role-playing boots for his shaman character. So they were going out to the caves where he knew it was going to be very muddy and he didn't want to ruin his new suede boots. So he... Um, tied plastic bags over his feet to keep the boots from getting muddy now sorry so much <laughs> the cave system picture it again dear listeners this cave system in order to access it you have to cross a um railless bridge that's over a 17 foot gorge so john in england so like i'm picturing like this little cobblestone bridge and this like little <laughs> archy thing and it's got <laughs> I know. Like a little billy goat's grub going trip trap trip trap trip trap and there's a troll underneath it <laughs> there might have been it was larping so it's like right by number four puppies on the green <laughs> <laughs> oh man so he did not take into account that the bridge would also be muddy and hence slippery hence having plastic bags tied around your boots is not the best idea and he explained it this way. He remembered walking across the bridge, and then he remembered waking up in the hospital. And nothing in between. Because apparently he landed. It wasn't the creek below. It was a ravine with rocks. So he landed below, 17 feet below, on the rocks. And they could only get him out by helicopter. <laughs> and... <laughs> Which I guess, thank goodness for National Health Service, because I couldn't imagine paying that bill. So, <laughs> so 
So they take him to the hospital. Here's what else National Health Service does. Um, so when they have, did the surgery to untwist his lung, because that happened. Has that even happened? Maybe his lung was twisted before, and that's why he had <laughs> asthma. <laughs> Maybe. So they went in to untwist his lung, and they're like, um, so when they talked to him when he woke up, they're like, so we took out your spleen. He's like, oh, why? They're like, well, when we got in there to untwist your lung, it was twice the size it should have been. And we didn't know it was an in, if it was an injury from the fall or a possible mutation. So we just removed it. <laughs> and he's like, number one, you, you just took an organ. Number two, I might be a mutant. And that made him unreasonably happy. <laughs> And if you've never heard of anyone losing a spleen in a LARPing accident, now you have. You're welcome. I bet Rob Riggle would LARP, and I would LARP with Rob Riggle if I could use a lightsaber. Anyway, let's get back to the fan here for a second. Reading, well, one, I can't believe that she bought this fan because even though it was only $6, it was $12 in shipping. It doesn't sound like my wife at all. She always goes for free shipping. She hates paying for shipping. She hates charging for shipping if you ever, ever order from her business. But, you know, we can't soak up the shipping. So, reading the uh, description, it says, Feeling hot? You need to go outside, but also have no hands? What happened to my hands? I guess... I guess they would be full of other things like drink recipes I got from Always Never Write. So you have no hands to hold regular portable fan. Why not always stay cool with this wearable neck fan? Hanging the cooler fan around your neck and take it everywhere. The lightweight cool neck fan won't hurt your neck and you can hang it for a long time. Perfect for personal cooling, running, hiking, camping, office, kitchen, travel, outdoor events. Yeah, well, as discussed, I don't hike camp office kitchen ever. So when she gets home, I'm going to ask her all about this fan. But let's move on to our next mix. It's from the Podcast Discovery Show. This uh, this show not only will bring new podcasts to you, but they also discover things. And some of the things they discover are, like, everyday things that, you know, that you already know about, but they they go into the history of this everyday normal thing that you already know about. And this particular clip, they're discussing toilet paper, which went from meh to gold over the quarantine as many people hoarded tons and tons of toilet paper for disease that doesn't give you the runs. So let's take a let's take a little learn about toilet paper. It's the podcast discovery show. I'm Kirk and I am Zach. And okay. It's time to get real. It's time to get real. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really questioned whether I should even bring this topic. But we need to. And this article convinced me after I read it. This article is about the history of toilet paper. So just, it is what it is. Toilet paper is very important. Yeah, it is. And today... To us in America. To everybody, yeah. In in this country, at least, you know. I'm not quite in the bidet 
realm yet. I've, I've been trying to pitch it to my family and I thought this would be the time they'd let me get one, but I've still not, I'm still a dirty boy using the toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was going to be like a, a genius. It's like, Oh, well, everybody's out buying toilet paper like savages. I'm going to get a bidet, but you can't find them anymore. Everybody else was on that too. I was not that smart, but we tried to order some today and yeah, we tried to order tough. some from work. It's for work. It's no, tough from to work. find it. Yes. It's tough to find it. We're the dealing- only one you can find is like the giant roll of like sandpaper one. No, thanks. Yeah. No, thanks on that. No but thanks. just wait until you hear the origins, the things that came before what we know today. I did a little cheating and I've seen a little bit of what you're going to talk about. And it is scary. It's yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on. So just buckle up everybody. It's uh, we are living in a luxury world. Hold your butts. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. So uh, Sam Jackson from Jurassic Park once said that a real genius. Okay. So where did this all start? They literally have found Okay, I don't even know. Like some of these. Okay, you're gonna have to just bear with me because the, literally the words that they're using. Is it using, gonna get scatological? In a way, because okay, I'm trying to think. Like, okay, I'm just gonna call them sticks. They have a different name. They have a name that has a modifier in front. They start with an S. Yes. Okay. Got it. So there's there's a modifier in front of these sticks. Poo poo sticks. Sure, and that's I'm just gonna call them a, a stick. Poo poo so, sticks. We have evidence of <laughs> 2,000 years ago at least finding some of these sticks, which is essentially exactly that, a stick with a bit of cloth on the end. Okay. Thank you that there's cloth. Because otherwise, no, what the heck no, did they do with that There's stick? not always. There's not always. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so, okay, we've, we're all going through doing all this, and I was just curious I saw this pop up on Atlas Obscura and everybody who's listening to the show knows I love this website. So just, it gets me. Okay. So some of the earliest ones was sixth century China was the earliest toilet paper. As far as like kind of our version of toilet paper, sixth century China. So that's a long time, but it was like a luxury good because there wasn't paper everywhere. That was like a very luxurious item to even have access to at the time. I think it was mostly scholars and religious organizations were the only ones that really had access to it. It's, it's all of those scribes that had made typos. Yeah. They're like, this is, I'm going to show this. Now this is toilet paper because I wrote something wrong. Yeah. So it wasn't something that they just had around, but there is records of it being used in Chinese court as toilet paper, but wasn't something that everybody had. So what was everybody else doing? If only what were they, Zach? What were they using? Get, okay, here we go. It based it was based on where you were, what you had access mm, to. Okay, it was a it was a scavenging type situation. So pine, pine cones. I didn't read pine cones <laughs> because they're pointy. Like it, it seems terrible, but okay. If you live near a coastal area, shells, <sighs> shells. I'll let that sink in. That, shells. Ha, what? Not, <clears throat> shells. Okay. And then. I'm assuming that at least they're got to be like the big shells. The ones that like everyone wants to I, find on the okay, beach. Okay. I'll say not, this. Yeah, I think, that, here in Florida, I we think have, that most of these things also had water involved. It wasn't just like. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just like 
I, I can't. I can't a even think. Of shells. I can't even think of like how to describe this like appropriately. Yeah, just like freaking trying to scrape putty off a wall or something. Like it's not like. Okay, so oh, shells man. in coastal areas, but it seems intense wool. Because I get that one. You have a she- I get that you have one. a sheep around. You're like, hey, I'm not going to use that wool. That's fine. I'll just use that. That's that. Okay, that seems a little wasteful because that's probably definitely a luxury good wool. Yeah, but I mean, it just grows on your sheep. So you're just like, that sheep is stupid. So I'm going to take it and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to use it. So, so wait, wait, did they at least use wool? No, it had to be it had to be on the sheep. sheep. <laughs> it had to be on the sheep for it to count. Otherwise, you can't use it. No, they would, it was it was scraps from from shearing, and maybe one of the most. This has become the show now. Now this episode is all about toilet paper. There's no more discoveries. This is it. <laughs> well, we just we are just going to discover toilet paper. This re- is the toilet paper discovery show. Are you ready to hear America's contribution to this list? Oh, In rural America, the corn cob. It didn't have corn on it. They took the corn <laughs> off. They took the corn off. But yeah, dried corn cobs. Did they did they eat oh god. No. They <laughs> ate the corn first. Duh, you can't waste it. No, I just I'm sorry. So I wouldn't I wouldn't use a corn cob personally. I would use a sheep. I would. That would be interesting. So back to the fan for a second. It has an aromatherapy function, it says here, this little description. And I notice in the picture, it's blowing mint leaves. So if this sucker blows peppermint in my face, I might change my mind about it. Anyway, next mix comes from my show, which is called Podcast 42. We are a supposedly comedy radio show. We take one subject per episode, and we do a deep dive into that subject by putting uh, the four of us into it. This clip comes from our Robert Downey Jr. show. Uh, He had a a very sordid past with drugs and alcohol. And in this clip from the middle of the episode, we discover that Elton John had helped Robert Downey Jr. out by putting him in his video for I Want Love. Now, if you go look for the video, it's on YouTube. And it's kind of disappointing because it's just, you know, Robert Downey Jr. lip-syncing an Elton John song. And then he's walking around this big house. And the way he's lip-syncing it, it seems like he doesn't want to be there. And also, he's not wearing a neck fan. So, all in all, you can check it out for your own. You may have a different opinion on it than I do. In the meantime, let's take a listen to Podcast 42. Still doing the same drugs and getting in the same trouble, huh? J.L. Jr. Being nice. I'm sure this was just a one-time thing. Sadly, it wasn't. I would get arrested a few times and eventually get fired from the show. I even had a spot lined up to play Hamlet on stage in production that Mel Gibson was going to direct. I guess that didn't happen. It didn't. Mel canceled the production after my second arrest when I got busted carrying cocaine and Vicodin. Guess it was time to go back to jail. Not again! Don't worry, Sabrina Jr. I didn't go back to jail. Damn it! Sabrina Jr., I said I didn't go to jail. I went to rehab instead and was put on probation. Oh. Yeah, that's better than jail. Did you say, no, no, no? 
Um, that's not appropriate, Chris. But oddly relevant. How much longer until we get to your comeback? Rehab was better than jail, and we are almost there. I missed out on doing a movie with Woody Allen during rehab, but it was more beneficial for me to get clean. If I got clean, then I could work again and maybe be a better actor. And man, for it. Missing out on a Woody Allen film is a big deal. Yeah, Woody Allen doesn't do anything minor. No, just minors. Hey-o! Way to steal my one-liner. I do what I can. Minor or not, it would have looked great on my resume. I ended up getting my first job from another former addict. Elton John Jr.? Actually, oddly, yes. I got to lip sync in a music video for his song, I Want Love. Junior. Just go with it. Okay. Well, you know me. I'm always up for giving and getting a second chance. Elton John, what are you doing here? No, Chris. That's not how you deliver the line. You should say, Stuart, what are you doing here? I love that SNL skit. Right? I sometimes stay here over the, here on the weekends. I do a Lion King sing-along for Robert and his family in exchange for gifts. Ooh, what kind of gifts? Cocaine and Disneyland tickets, but mostly cocaine. I thought you stopped doing drugs. That's just what I tell the press. I still like to dab in the nose candy every now and then. I'm clean. I just know a guy who can get me what he wants, so why not? If I can get a full performance for my family. Can I get some blood tonight? It is what I want. It's enough for this wide-eyed wanderer to get me very high. I'll make the call, sir. Thank you, Jarvis. So, uh, Elton, how did you decide on RDJ for the video? Don't do that. <laughs> do what? Don't call me RDJ. Okay, gotcha. So, um, how did you decide on Jailboy for the video? I'm oddly okay with that. I wanted to call the song I Want Cocaine, but love seems to sell more. I also got Robert hired because I thought he would bring the cocaine. You know, win-win. That seems to be the right call. It was, and we've been friends ever since. Thanks, Elton. I'll see you later for the movie. Cheers. I feel like Elton John Jr. is following us. He seems to pop up when we least suspect him. He must just have good taste in podcasts. So for any of you Podcast 42 people out there... Not only does Elton John make another appearance in this episode, but the Mandarin is in there too. So enjoy that. And if you don't listen to Podcast 42, you don't know what I'm talking about. No worries. Now, the wife came home and I I brought the box to her and told her, you know, I, the fans had come and I started laughing. And then, of course, that got me in trouble. Uh, I should have expected that, but she bought them so that we could wear them when we go to the parks. We live in Orlando, so there are many park options for us. If you live in Orlando, going to Universal or Disney or SeaWorld or Gatorland or Legoland, uh, that's what we do. We don't go to malls. We don't go to, you know, traditional parks. We go to theme parks. That's part of the deal of living in Orlando. It's in our backyard. That's that's the lifestyle here. So the fact that all the parks are requiring you to wear masks because of the corona, she bought the fan to cool us down as we walk through the parks. So mystery solved. Makes sense. 
I did put the fans up to my eyes and pretended I was an alien, which got me in trouble again, but that was worth it. So let's move on to two girls on a bench for our next mix, uh, hosted by Trisha and Cyanna. And in this clip, we get a little story of when Trisha's ex-boyfriend accused her of staring at another actor's crotch while they rehearsed a play, uh, a male crotch, which I can't imagine. She says there was nothing remarkable about the pants in the clip. I won't spoil too much. I kind of agree with her if there's nothing weird about the pants. There's really nothing to see in a man's crotch. Pretty much looks like a, a zipper. So I side with her on this, but I'll, I'll let the girls explain this a little more. And she she backs up that she wasn't a crotch looker by uh, pointing out what happened to her in art class. So without any further ado, here's two girls on a bench. So like All right. we... When I was in college, I did a one act. Do you remember this? Where we did Chekhov. Yes. But it was set in the South. Yes. And so with your old boyfriend. He yes. was your boyfriend at the time. He was he was hilarious. <laughs> he too. was, he really, was really funny. funny. He was good at accents as well. So we I were, mean, not as was, well. He was good at accents on his own. <laughs> I was, okay. was I okay in that one? Yeah, I don't you remember. were fine. I did a Southern accent. I remember I went to see it. I had to learn it though. Afterwards, we got in a huge fight because he accused me of looking at the other actor's crotch the whole time. <laughs> Wasn't there another guy in it? It was you and. Yeah. yeah. But that's weird. <clears throat> it was super weird. Because that's not kind of girl I am. <laughs> what a dork. <clears throat> we got in a big fight about it. It was all about how I, he saw it. Was he all was about watching his me. Crotch. He was watching me from behind the scenery, I guess, when he wasn't on stage. And your head was only looking <laughs> down. <laughs> he said that I was looking at this guy's crush the whole time. Okay, first of all. Was it a costume thing where you were like, hmm, that's like not those right. Those pants are too tight. No, I don't remember <laughs> anything at all about that. I was like, I was? And then I was saying I wasn't, and I forgot about this till just now. And he was like so mad that I was looking at his crotch, and he wanted to know why. And I'm like, how do you know I was looking at his crotch? Like, where you weren't even on the stage. You can't and, look and you at me. Have been looking at me anyway. during the play. He was backstage, like looking between a crack in the scenery, <laughs> which in itself is a little bit creepy. I'm like, can we address the creepiness of you first before we talk about how I'm a crotch starer? <laughs> And if I am staring at someone's crotch, who cares? Like, I can stare at a crotch like, if I, guess I want to. I he was to. looking to see what your reaction was. And it you called know, his crotch. <laughs> My crotch reaction wasn't big enough? Like, I don't know what was happening. There was no crotch thing going on in that play, though. Not for it me. Wasn't, no, but not for anyone. I mean, at I that mean, point, it wasn't like his crotch. Let's face it. I wasn't really even into crotches that much. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I had other things on my mind. <laughs> Oh my god, that is so ridiculous! I can't deal with it. I would probably be more apt to stare at a large set of boobs yeah. than I would someone's crotch, <laughs> out of curiosity or just admiration. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I could care less what someone's like, what a man's crotch. Unless looks like. you were doing the costumes, and you and were then like, I'm those like, are too tight. But then that's I'm very much paying designer. attention to like to the style and whatever. I don't know if he was wearing tight jeans, and I was like intrigued by the lump, or I don't know. <laughs> I was like, he dresses left. 
Look at him go. Oh, good for you. Good for you. I will not say his name. No. And oh, I'm sure he had a very nice God. crotch. And he was a really good looking guy. But again, even faced with a naked man <laughs> in this my art like class, this is getting just way going a different. No, no. But wait, wait. One time, my first time drawing a full nude in art class in college, this is around the same time, I drew the whole guy. I'd only drawn, 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 I only drawn <laughs> women <clears throat> in still lives. So it was our first time with a big naked guy. Okay. I mean, big naked guy. <laughs> but he was just this, like really muscular, um, I don't know, it was, it was a really beautiful man. But anyways, so I drew the whole man and at the end of the class on my paper, this is a big hole there was just a big space where his penis should be. <laughs> and my teacher's like, eventually you're going to have to look at it. <laughs> And I'm just putting out there's proof that I was not a, a crotch looking person <laughs> when it I, came to men. Not crotch, 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 crotch watcher. <laughs> not crotch watcher. Oh my god. So crotch watcher. She she was like, next time you're gonna have to start with the crotch, and I was like, God damn it! Yeah. Like it's just. I well, don't know why. Get it out of the way. Like looking at the woman's body, because I have a woman's body, yeah, so well, I didn't bother me. But like staring at someone to get like the, where the lines are, and <laughs> you, like one of her things was like you pretend you're an ant crawling along whatever you're drawing to get the shape. <laughs> and so I couldn't get that out of my head because I was like, I'm an ant crawling on his Girl, dick. Ah. Uh, <laughs> eventually, I did draw some big penises. <laughs> Well, all different sized penises. I remember showing my mother my Oh my artwork. God, this is getting... She was like... Really insane. He is a very handsome man. <laughs> and this was a picture of just his torso. <laughs> She's on his time alone. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh Anyways, my God, that went... It's called a tangent. Crotch watcher. Crotch-tastic. I'm going to call you a crotch watcher forever that is i can't believe i didn't know that story i forgot about it I didn't, it just popped I've in my head when that. you said that i was like i suddenly remembered the play what it looked like what the set looked like what you guys looked like what you sounded like and then i remembered the crotch fight <laughs> i have to admit if i'm going to art class one they would laugh at me because i don't have those skills and two whether it was a man or a woman, I'd probably just draw the genitalia and, and leave it at that and snicker like a 12-year-old boy. You know, for this last segment, I decided that I would wear the fan so you guys, if it translates over, can hear the fan sound. So this is low. This is medium. This is high. And these are the red lights. These are the blue light. Oh, ah, this is audio. You're not going to be able to see that. You can find these fans on Amazon if you want to check it out and get some for your own, especially if you're in Orlando going to the theme park. Our last show is the Pop-Up Film Cast. The Pop-Up Film Cast is an improv movie review show and they hold their own movie festival and all the movies they make up right there on the spot for the festival. This clip, uh, it's not really um, normally what they do. This is a clip where Derek, one of the hosts, 
has an oddly arrested development type scenario for his business and he ends up opening up a new business with a very strange combination of yogurt and some other item which I'm not going to tell you you can listen for yourself and decide if it's totally disgusting or totally something you might be into if you are totally into this item we don't have to we don't have to hang out not at all or maybe eat at separate places and meet up after that might work too anyway here is the pop-up film cast still doing better than Nick's anyway speaking of people that are doing better than Nick's Derek thank you as well for for coming on the show yeah my pleasure again this week yep uh huh uh so when we last left off you were having some very big business changes uh, to your googly eyed uh, enterprises yes um I know you have a board of directors that you've talked to you've mentioned before uh, yep I have um, board of directors yeah after um, Derek Carr, so you made some adjustments. We had to, uh, we had to, uh, yep, we had to shift, uh, change plans, and then most recently, uh, I had to burn down the stand to collect insurance money because <laughs> it was way, I was just way underwater with it. Uh, rocks are very, very expensive, um, and I, yeah, I, I just, I, I couldn't compete with uh, Dick Budkiss and Big Dick Nick. Uh, being right across the street from me, uh, th- throwing full Starbucks drinks at me and whatnot. So I burnt that place down, and I got the insurance money, uh, cool two point five million, and then uh, I now own. I'm the proud owner of a Tasty Freeze. It's a frozen uh, yogurt uh, stand, uh, right on right. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right down the street from where the Googly Eyed Rocks place was at, I can still mm. see Butkus and Nick Foles from where I'm at. But I'm inside a giant ice cream cone, and uh, I feel pretty good about that. I'm impervious to their slander. Do you, uh, do you sell chili dogs out of there as well? I do. I sell. I, well, I, I mean, what ice cream place doesn't sell chili dogs? I mean, it's just like that's part of what ice cream or frozen yogurt places are. So I sell chili dogs, uh, frozen yogurt, uh, ribs. Uh, I I do have a smoker out back where I exclusively exclusively smoke oysters, <laughs> and uh, that's it. It's a it's a it's a it's a broad menu, but um, people seem to dig it. Yeah, the smoked oyster Sunday <laughs> that uh, I've seen on the menu. That's a unique item. Hey, I blew Guy Fieri's mind with that when he pulled up. <laughs> And uh, he's like, so we, what are we doing today? And I said, uh, smoked, sm- <laughs> my smoked Sunday. And he's like, whoa, okay, hit me with it. I'm like, okay, six pounds of smoked oysters. He's like, whoa, you feeding the family here? I'm like, nope, this is one person, chopped it all up. Um, and, then I, and then I filled up a cup with uh, vanilla soft serve frozen yogurt. I sprinkled them oysters on top. And then I top it off with a honey chipotle glaze <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, he blew his mind. He was not ready for it. He said, put it on a flip-flop. I can eat this all day. <laughs> oh, man. So it wasn't, it's not like, it's not, it's not smoked oyster flavored ice cream. No, it's smoked oysters chopped and up cream. and sprinkled onto, not ice cream, sir, frozen yogurt. Oh, 
frozen. It's yogurt. healthier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, honey chipotle glaze. Yum. Yum. (laughs) Drizzled on top. You'd be surprised. The um the rich smoky oyster flavor uh is really counterbalanced with the cold, the creamy uh yogurt. But then you get that kick. You get that kick at the end, yeah, Yeah. of the honey chipotle glaze. And uh and, and you know, people I'm ever since that episode of Triple D showed my line goes starts at my cone and goes down past the burnt rubble of my old uh, gulliard stand, uh, right in front of Budkiss Rocks and F- Big Dick Nick's Rocks. And uh, people are not buying rocks from them anymore. They're saving their money to get my oyster sundae, my smoked oyster sundae. So, yeah. Yeah, especially because uh, you, have, you have fresh oysters uh, flown in daily. Well, straight out of Lake Michigan, too. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, yep. they're and then uh, and they're, they're flown in them by helicopter from Lake Michigan over to where you're at. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it, it's yeah. a combination. I have Lake Michigan oysters. I have Atlantic oysters. I have I don't know Gulf of Mexico. I don't know where the oysters come from. To be honest, I'm not a big oyster fan uh, myself. But people love this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, sir. You're a culinary genius. And, well, it, that's exactly uh, what, what Guy said. said. He goes, he goes, uh, well done, chef, and he gave me a fist bump. I said, thank you. <laughs> and then, for did, the, he, did he do the? Did he do the hunch to eat it? Did he do <laughs> yes, because, because well, not on the Sunday, but on the sandwich version of the Sunday, he did because because oh, you have like an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> with filled Our frozen with, yogurt ice cream sandwich type thing with with the filled oysters with oysters, well? yes. Um, <laughs> it's basically the same thing, but on a, an Italian bread, Italian loaf. So <laughs> the sandwich is a sandwich, not like a cookie sandwich, not like. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh, but still with ice cream and smoked oysters. You are, you're changing the game, sir. You are changing. You're a game changer. Well, that was your mixtape for May. I can't believe it's over already. I can't believe it's May already, even though February and March were the longest months ever, thanks to COVID-19. But we'll be back next month for June, so check that out. There's other great shows on the Podfix channel, not just the ones featured here. You can catch them all at podfixnetwork.com. Go to the website. Uh, there's a show for you on there, I'm sure. There's like 20 of them. you got to find something, even if you don't like these, although I love all of these, but I might be biased. Uh, somewhere in my fan here in the studio as I record the Podcast 42 studio. We're also record the mixtape. I got the fan in my face. It's not blowing peppermint. So I'm a little disappointed at that. Otherwise, I got the lights going on and I'm cool as a cucumber. Anyway, Podfix Nation, I've been your host, Christopher DeVos. I am out and we will see you Stay fresh, cheese bags.
This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.